with shifting change as is false women's fashion. She pricked me out for women's pleasure. Mine be love and thy lover's treasure. Saints do not move the grant for prayers. A woman's bent to a heart but not acquainted with shifting change as is false women's fashion. King, he is hunting the deer. I am coursing myself. They have pitched a toil. I am toiling in a pitch. Oh, pitched at the files. Defile a foul word. Well, set thee down, sorrow. For so they say, the fool said, and so say I, and I, the fool. Well, prove to it by the Lord, this love is as mad as Ajax. It kills sheep. It kills me, I, a sheep. Well, proved again, oh, my side. I will not love. If I do, hang me. I, faith, I will not love. Oh, but her eye, by this light, but for her eye, I would not love her. Yes, for her two eyes. Oh, well, I do nothing in the world but lie and lie in thy throat. By heaven, I do love, and it hath taught me a rhyme and to be melancholy. And here is part of my rhyme, and here is my melancholy. Well, she hath one of my sonnets already. The clown bore it. The fool sent it, and the lady hath it. Sweet clown, sweeter fool, sweetest lady. By the world, I would not care a pin if the other three were in. Here comes one with a paper. God give him grace to groan. I me! Oh, shot by heaven! Proceed, sweet Cupid, thou hast humped him with the bird ball under the left pap. Oh, in faith, secrets. So sweet a kiss. The golden sun gives not to those fresh morning drops upon the rose, as thy eye beams, when their fresh rays have smote the night of dew that on my cheeks down flows. <clears throat> Nor shines the silver moon one half so bright through the transparent bosom of the deep, as doth thy face through tears of mine give light. Thou shinest. Every tear that I do weep, mm. no drop, but as a coach doth carry thee, so ridest thou triumphing in my woe, do. But behold, the tears that swell in me, and they thy glory through my grief will show. Mm. But do not love thyself, then thou wilt keep my tears for glasses and still make me weep. Oh, queen of queens, how far dost thou excel? No thought can think nor tongue of mortal tell. How shall she know my griefs? I'll drop the paper, the sweet leaves shade folly. Who is he comes here? What? Longueville? And reading? Oh, listen, ear. I me. I am forsworn. He comes in like a perjurer wearing papers. In love, I hope. A sweet fellowship and shame. While one drunkard loves another of the name. Am I the first that had been perjured so? I could put thee in comfort, not by two that I know. Oh, rhymes are guards on wanton Cupid's hose. Disfigure not his shop. This same shall go. Did not the heavenly rhetoric of thine eye gainest whom that the world cannot hold argument persuade my heart to this false perjury? Vows for thee broke deserve not punishment. 
A woman, a woman, a, a, a woman. I forswore, but I will prove. Thou being a goddess, I forswore not thee. My vow was earthly. Thou heavenly love, thy grace being gained cures all disgrace in me. <coughs> Vows are but breath, and breath a vapor is. Then thou fair sun, which on my earth dost shine, exhalest this vapor vow. In thee it is. If broken, then, it is no fault of mine. If by me broke, what fool is not so wise to lose an oath to win a paradise? This is the liver vein, which makes flesh a deity, a green goose, a goddess? A pure, pure idolatry. God amend us. God amend. We are much out of the way. By whom shall I send this? Company, stay! All hid, all hid, an old infant play. Like a demigod, here sit I in the sky, and wretched fool secrets hatefully o'er I. More sacks of the mill, oh heavens, I have my wish. Domain transform four woodcocks in a dish. Oh, most divine Kate. Oh, most profane coxcomb. By heaven, the wonder in a mortal eye. By earth, she is not. Corporal, there, you lie. Her amber hairs for foul hath Amber quoted. An amber-colored raven was well noted. Oh, that I had my wish. And I had mine. Oh, and mine too, good lord. Amen, so I had mine. Is this not a good word? Once more I'll read the ode that I have written. Once more I'll mark how love can vary wit. On a day, alack the day, love whose month is ever May. Spied a blossom passing fair, playing in the wanton air. Through the velvet leaves the wind, all unseen can passage find. That the lover, sick to death, wished himself the heaven's breath. Air, quoth he, thy cheeks may blow. Ere would I might triumph so, but alack, my hand is sworn, ne'er to pluck thee from thy thorn. Thou, alack, for youth unmeet, youth so apt to pluck a sweet. Do not call it sin in me, that I am forsworn for thee, for whom Jove denies himself for Jove. Turning mortal for thy love. But this will I send, and something else more plain that shall express my true love's fasting pain. Oh, would the King Baroon and Longaville were lovers too! Ill to example, ill would from my forehead wipe a perjured note, for none offend where all alike do dote. Do mean! Thy love is far from charity, that in love's grief deserts society. You may look pale, but I should blush. <laughs> I know, to be o'erheard and taking napping so. Come, sir, you blush. As his, your case is such, you tried at him offending twice as much. <laughs> you do not love Maria. Longaville did never sonnet for her sake compile, nor never lay his wretched arms athwart his loving bosom to keep down his heart. I have been closely shrouded in this bush and marked you both and for you both did blush. I heard your guilty rhymes and observed your fashion, saw sighs reek from you, noted well your passion. I me, says one, oh, Jove! The other cries, one, her hairs were gold crystal, the other's eyes, you would for paradise break faith and troth and jove for your love would infringe an oath. What will Baroon say when that he shall hear faith infringe with such zeal did swear? How will he scorn? How will he spend his wit? How will he triumph, leap, and laugh at it? For all the wealth that ever I did see, I would not have known him so much by me. Ha <laughs> ha, now step I forth to whip hypocrisy. Ha ha ha, good, my liege, I pray thee, pardon me. Good heart, what grace hast thou thus to reprove these worms for loving? 
that thou art most in love? Your eyes do make no coaches in your tears. There is no certain princess that appears. But are you not ashamed? Nay, nay, are you not all three of you to be thus much o'ershot? You found his motes, the king your moat did see, but I, a beam, do find in each of three. Oh, what a scene of foolery have I seen, of sighs, of groans, of sorrow, and of teen. Oh, me, with what strict patience have I sat to see a king transformed to a gnat, to see Hercules whipping a gig, and profound Solomon to tune a jig, and Nestor, Nestor to play at a pinpush with the boys, and critic to moan laugh at idle toys. Where lies thy grief? Oh, tell me, good Dumaine, and gentle Longaville, where lies thy pain? And where's my lieges? All about the breast. Ha <laughs> ha coddle ho! Too bitter is thy jest. Are we betrayed thus to thy overview? Oh, oh, not you to me, but I betrayed by you, I that I am honest. I that hold it a sin to break the vow I am engaged in. I am betrayed by keeping company with men like you, men of an inconstancy. When shall you see me write a thing of rhyme, or, or groan for Joan, or spend a minute's time in pruning me? When shall you hear that I will Raise a hand, a foot, a face, an eye, a gait, a state, a brow, a breast, a waist, a leg, a limb. Soft, w whither away so fast? A, a true man or a thief that gallops so? I post from love, good lover, let me go. God bless the king. What present hast thou there? Some certain treason. What makes treason here? Nay, it makes nothing, sir. If it mar nothing neither, the treason and you go and peace away together. I beseech your grace, let this letter be read. Our person misdoubts it. Twas treason, he said. Oh, Brune, read it over. Where hast thou it? Of Costard. Oh, where hast thou it? Of Don Andromadio. Don Andromadio. What is in you? Why, why dost thou tear it? A, a, a toy, my liege, a toy. Your grace needs not fear it. It did move him to passion, and therefore, let's hear it. <gasps> It is Baroon's writing, and here is his name. You poor son, Loggerhead. You were born to do me shame. Oh. oh, guilty, my lord, guilty. I confess, I confess. What? That you three fools lack me, fool, to make up the mess. He, he, and you, and you, my liege, and I are pick purses in love, and we deserve to die. Oh, dismiss this audience, and I shall tell you more. Now the number is even. True, true, we are four. Will these turtles be gone? Hence, sirs, away! Walk aside, the true folk, and let the traitors stay. Sweet lords, sweet lovers, oh, let us embrace. As true we are as flesh and blood can be, the sea will ebb and flow, heaven show his face. Young blood doth not obey an old decree. What, did these retlines show some love of thine? <laughs> did they? Quoth you, who sees the heavenly Rosaline, bows not his vassal head and struck in blind, kisses the base ground with obedient breast? What peremptory eagle-sided eye dares look upon the heaven of her brow that is not blinded by her majesty? What zeal, what fury hath inspired thee now? Uh, my love, her mistress, is a gracious moon. She, an attending star, scarce seen a light. My eyes are then no eyes, nor I baroon. Oh, but for my love, day would turn to night. Lend me the flourish of all gentle tongues. Fie! Painted rhetoric. Oh, she needs it not. To things of sale of a seller's praise belong. She passes praise, then praise too short doth blot. Uh, a, a withered hermit, five winters sworn, might shake off fifty looking in her eye. <laughs> Beauty doth varnish age as if newborn, and gives the crutch the cradle's infancy. Oh, tis the sun that maketh all things shine. I'll prove her fair, or talk, talk till doomsday. Look, here's thy love, my foot and her face, see? Oh, if the streets were paved with thine eyes... Her feet were much too dainty for such tread. Oh, vile! Then as she goes, what upward lies the street should see as she walked overhead? But what of this? Are we not all in love? Nothing so sure, and thereby 
all forsworn. And then let's leave this chat and good Baroon now prove our loving faithful and our faith not torn. Aye, Mary, there, some flattery for this evil. Oh, some authority, how to proceed. Some tricks, some quits, how to cheat the devil. Some salve for perjury. Oh, tis more than need. Have at you then, affections, men at arms. Oh, we have made a vow to study, lords. And in that vow, we have forsworn our books. For when would you, my liege, or you, or you, in leaden contemplation have found out such fiery numbers as the prompting eyes of beauty's tutors have enriched you with? A lover's eyes will gaze an eagle blind. A lover's ears will hear the lowest sound. When the suspicious head of theft is stopped, love's feeling is more soft and sensible than are the tender horns of cockled snails. Love's tongues prove dainty bock is gross in taste. And when love speaks, the voice of all the gods make heaven drowsy with harmony. Never durst poet touch a pen to write until his ink were tempered with love's sighs. From women's eyes, this doctrine I derive. They sparkle till the right Promethean fire. They are the books, the arts, the academes that show, contain, and nourish all the world. Else none at all in aught proves excellent. Then fools you were women to forswear, or keeping what's sworn you will prove fools. For wisdom's sake, a word that all men love, or for love's sake, a word that loves all men. Or, for men's sake, the authors of these women. Or for women's sake, by whom we men are men. Let us once lose our oaths to find ourselves, or else we lose ourselves to keep our oaths. It is religion to be thus forsworn, for charity itself fulfills the law. And who can sever love from charity? Saint Cupid, then, and soldiers to the field! Now to plain dealing. Shall we resolve to woo these girls of France? And win them, too. Therefore, let us devise some entertainment for them in their tents. First from the park, let us conduct them thither. Then homeward every man attached the hand of his fair mistress. In the afternoon, we will with some strange pastime solace them, such as the shortness of the time can shape. For revels, dances, mask, and merry hours forerun fair love, strewing her way with flowers. Away, away! No time shall be omitted. That will be time and may by us be fitted. Alone, alone, sowed cockle reap no corn, and justice always whirls in equal measure. Light wenches may prove plagues to men forsworn. If so, our copper buys no better treasure. Is Queen Suffocate. I praise God for you, sir. Your reasons at dinner have been sharp and uh, sententious, uh, pleasant without scurrility, witty without affection, audacious without impudency, uh, learned without opinion, and strange without heresy. I did converse this quondam day with a companion of the king's who is uh, intituled, nominated, or called. Don Adriano de Armado. Novi ominum tranquam te. His humor is lofty. His discourse peremptory. His tongue filed. His eye ambitious. His gait majestical. And his general behavior vain, ridiculous, and thrasonical. A most choice epithet. He draweth out the thread of his verbosity finer than the staple of his argument. I abhor such fanatical fantasms, such insociable point-devised companions, such rackers of orthography, as to speak doubt, fine, when he should say daubt, debt, when he should pronounce debt, d-e-b-t, not d-e-t. He clappeth a cow, cough, half, half. Negbor, wokatur, nebor, neg, abbreviated ne. This abominable, which he would call abominable. It insinuateth me of insomnia. Men of peace, 
Well encountered. Most military, sir. Salutation. They have been at a great feast of languages and stolen the scraps. Oh, they have lived long on the alms basket of words. I marvel thy master hath not eaten thee for a word, for thou art not so long by the head as honorific abilitutin atatibus. Thou art easier swallowed than a flap dragon. Peace, the peal begins. Artsman, preambulate. We will not be singled from the barbarous. Do you not educate the youth at the charge house on top of the mountain? Ormons, the hill. Sir! It is the king's most sweet pleasure and affection to congratulate the princess at her pavilion in the posteriors of the day, which the rude multitude call the afternoon. The posterior of the day, most generous sir, is liable, congruent, and measurable for the afternoon. The word is well called, chose, sweet, and apt, I do assure you, sir. I do assure. Sir, the king is a noble gentleman, and my familiar, I do assure you, very good friend. For what is inward between us, let it pass. I do beseech thee, remember thy courtesy, I do beseech thee apparel thy head, and among other important and most serious designs, and of great import indeed too, but let that pass, for I must tell thee it will please his grace by the world sometimes to lean upon my poor shoulder, and with his royal finger thus dally with my excrement, with it my mustachio, but sweetheart, let that pass. By the world I recount no fable. The very all of all is but so wait I do implore secrecy that the king would have me present the princess, sweet Chuck, with some delightful ostentation or show or pageant or antic or firework. Now, understanding that the curate and your sweet self are good at such eruptions and sudden breaking out of myrrh, as it were, I've acquainted you with all to end to crave your assistance. Sir, you shall present before her the nine worthies. Sir Nathaniel, as concerning some entertainment of the time, some show in the posterior of this day, to be rendered by our assistance. The king's command, and this most gallant, illustrate, and learned gentleman, uh, before the princess, I say, none so fit as to present the nine worthies. <laughs> Where will you find men worthy enough to present them? Joshua, yourself, myself, and this gallant gentleman, Judas Maccabeus, this swain, because of his great limb or joint, shall pass Pompey the Great, the page Hercules. Sir, Error! He is not quantity enough for that worthy's thumb! He is not so big as the end of this club! Shall I have audience? He shall present Hercules in minority. His enter and exit shall be strangling a snake, and I will have an apology for that purpose. An excellent device, so if any of the audience hiss, you may cry, well done, Hercules, now thou crushest the snake. That is the way to make an offense gracious, though few have the grace to do it. For the rest of the worthies? I will play through myself. Right, worthy gentleman. Via, good man dull, thou hast spoken no word all this time. Nor understood none neither, sir. Alonce, we will employ thee. I'll make one in a dance. Or so, or I will play on the tabor to the worthies and let them dance the hay. Most dull, honest dull, to our sport. Away! Sweethearts, we shall be rich ere we depart. Look you what I have for the loving king. Madam, can nothing else along with that? Nothing but this? Yes, as much love in rhyme as would be crammed up in a sheet of paper, writ o' oh, both sides of the leaf, 
marginal that he was fain to seal on Cupid's name? That was the way to make his godhead wax, for he hath been five thousand year a boy. Ay, and a shrewd unhappy gallows, too. You'll ne'er be friends with him. He killed your sister. He made her melancholy, sad and heavy, and so she died. Had she been light like you of such a merry, nimble, stirring spirit, she might have been a grandam ere she died. And so may you, for a light heart lives long. But Rosaline, you have a favor too. Who sent it and what is it? Nay, I have verses too, I think, Baroon. The number's true, and where this numbering too, I with fairest goddess on the ground. I am compared to twenty thousand fairs. Oh, he hath drawn my picture in his letter. <laughs> Anything like? Much in the letters, nothing in the praise. Beauteous's ink, a good conclusion. But Catherine, what was sent to you from the fair Dumaine? Madam, this glove. Did he not send you twain? Yes, madam. And moreover, some thousand verses of a faithful lover. A huge translation of hypocrisy. Vilely compiled. Profound simplicity. <laughs> yes, and these pearls to me sent long avail. The letter is too long by half a mile. I think no less. Dost thou not wish in heart the chain were longer and the letter short? Aye, or I would these hands might never part. <laughs> we are wise girls to mock our lovers so. They are worse fools to purchase mocking so. That same baroon I'll torture ere I go. Oh, that I knew he were but in by the week, how I would make him fawn and beg and seek and wait the season and observe the times and spend his prodigal wits in bootless rhymes and shape his service wholly to my heft and make him proud to make me proud the jests <laughs> so bear taunt would i or sway his state that he should be my fool and i his fate none are so surely caught when they are catched as wit turned fool Folly and wisdom hatched hath wisdom's warrant in the help of school and wit's own grace to grace a learned fool. The blood of youth burns not with such excess as gravity's revolt to wantonness. Folly in fools there's not so strong a note as foolery in the wise when wit doth dote. Since all the power thereof it doth apply to prove by wit worth in simplicity. Here comes Boyer and mirth in his face. Oh, oh I am Stabbed with laughter. Where's her grace? Thy news, Boyer. Prepare, madam, prepare. Arm wenches, arm. Encounters mounted are against her peace. Love doth approach disguised. Arm it in arguments. You'll be surprised. Muster your wits. Stand in your own defense or hide your heads like cowards and fly hence. St. Dennis to St. Cupid, what are they that charge their breath against us? Say, scout, say. Under the cool shade of a sycamore, I thought to close mine eyes some half an hour, when, lo, to interrupt my purpose rest, toward that shade I might behold addressed the king and his companions. Warily, I stole into a neighbor thicket by, and overheard what you shall overhear, that by and by, disguised, they will be here. But what, but what? They come to visit us? They do, they do, and are apparelled thus, like Muscovites, or Russians, I guess. Their purpose is to parley, to court, to dance, and every one his love feet will advance unto his several mistress, which they'll know by favors, several which they did bestow. And will they so? The gallants shall be tasked. For ladies, we will every one be masked, and not a man of them shall have the grace, despite of suit, to see a lady's face. Hold, Rosaline, this favor thou shalt wear, and then the king will court thee for his dear. Hold, take thou this to my sweet, and give me thine, so thou shalt baroon take me for Rosaline, and change you favors too, so shall your loves woo contrary, deceived by these removes. Come on, men, wear the favors most in sight. But in this changing, what is your intent? The effect of my intent is to cross theirs. They do it but in mockery merriment, and mock for mock is only my intent. But shall we dance, if they desire us to it? No, to the death we will not move a foot, nor to their pen speech render we no grace. But while tis spoke, each turn away her face. Why, that contempt will kill the speaker's heart, and quite divorce his memory from his part. Therefore I do it, and I make no doubt. The rest will ne'er come in if he be out. So shall we stay, mocking intended game, and they, well mocked, depart away with shame. The trumpet sounds. Be masked. The maskers come. 
What would these strangers? Know their minds, boyer. What would you with the princess? Nothing but peace and gentle visitation. What would they say they? Nothing but peace and gentle visitation. Why, that they have, and bid them so be gone. She says you have it, and so you may be gone. Uh, say to her we have uh, measured many miles to tread a measure with her on this grass. They say that they have measured many a mile to tread a measure with you in this grass. It is not so. Ask them how many inches is in one mile. If they have measured many, the measure then of one is easily told. If to come hither you have measured miles and many miles, the princess bids you tell how many inches doth fill up one mile. Tell her we measure them by weary, weary step. How many weary steps of many weary miles have you o'er gone are numbered in the travel of one mile? We number nothing that we spend for you. Our duty is so rich. So infinite that we may do it still without account, vouchsafe to show the sunshine of your face. Play music then. Nay, you must do it soon. Not yet. No dance, thus change I like the moon. Will you not dance? How come you thus estranged? You took the moon at full, but now she's changed. Yet still she is the moon, and I the man. Music plays, vouchsafe some motion to it. Our ears vouchsafe it. But your legs should do it. Since you are strangers and come here by chance will not be nice. Take hands. We will not dance. Why take we hands, then? <laughs> Only to part friends, curtsy, sweethearts. And so the measure ends. More measure of this measure be not nice. We can afford no more at such a price. Buys you yourselves. Oh, what buys your company? Your absence only. That can never be. Then cannot we be bought. And so adieu, twice to your visor, and half once to you. If you deny to dance, uh, let's hold more chat. In private, then. I am best pleased with that. White-handed mistress, one sweet word with thee. Honey, milk, and sugar. There is three. Nay, then two trays, and if you grow so nice, Methelgen, Wards, and Monzi, well run, dice. There's half a dozen sweets. Seven sweet to do. Since you can cog, I'll play no more with you. One word in secret? Let it not be sweet. Thou grievest my gall. Gall? Bitter. Therefore, meet. Do you vouchsafe with me to change a word? Name it. Fair lady. Say you so, fair lord? Take that for your fair lady. Please with you as much in private, and I'll bid adieu. What? Was your wizard made without a tongue? I know the re <coughs> I know the reason, lady. Why you ask? Oh, for reason, quickly, sir, I long. You have a double tongue within your mask, and would afford my speechless wizard hat. Veal, quoth the Dutchman. Is not veal a calf? A calf, fair lady? No, a fair lord calf. Let's part the word. No, I'll not be your half. Take all and wean it. It may prove an ox. Look how you butt yourself at these sharp mocks. <laughs> Will you give horns, chest, lady? Do not so. Then die a calf before your horns do grow. One word in private with you ere I die. Bleat softly, then. The butcher hears you cry. The tongues of mocking wenches are as keen as is the razor's edge invisible, cutting a smaller hair than may be seen above the sense of sense. So sensible seemeth their conference. Their conceits have wings fleeter than arrows, bullets, wind, thought, swifter things. Not one word more, my maids. Break off! Break off! Oh, by heaven, all dry beaten and with pure scoff. Farewell, mad wenches. You have simple wits. Twenty adieus, my frozen muscovites. Are these the breed of wits so wondered at? Tapers they are, with your sweet breaths puffed out. Well liking wits they have. Gross, gross. <laughs> fat, fat. <laughs> this pert baroon was out of countenance quite. They were all in lamentable cases. The king was weeping right for a good word. Baroon did swear himself out of all soup. Domain was at my service and his sword. No point, quoth I. My servant straight was mute. Lord Longville said I came o'er his heart, and trow you what he called me? Quam, perhaps? Yes, in good faith. <laughs> Go, sickness as thou art. Well, better wits have worn plain statute caps. <laughs> but will you hear? The king is my love sworn. And quick Baroon hath plighted faith to me. And Longaville was for my service born. Domain is mine, as sure as bark on tree. <laughs> <laughs> Madam and pretty mistresses, give ear. 
immediately they will again be here in their own shapes, for it can never be they will digest this harsh indignity. Good madam, if by me you'll be advised, let's mock them still, as well known as disguised. Let us complain to them what fools are here, disguised like Muscovites in shapeless gear. Ladies, withdraw. The gallants are at hand. All hail, sweet madam, and fair time of day. Fair in all hail is foul, as I conceive. Construe my speech is better, if you may. Then wish me better. I will give you leave. We came to visit you, and purpose now to lead you to our court. Vouchsafe it, then. This field shall hold me, and so hold your vow. Nor God nor I delights in perjured men. Rebuke me not for that which you provoke. The virtue of your eye must break my oath. You nickname virtue, vice you should have spoke. For virtue's office never breaks men's troth. Now, by my maiden honor, yet as pure as the unsullied lily, I protest a world of torments, though I should endure, I would not yield to be your house's guest. So much I hate a breaking cause to be of heavenly oaths spelled with integrity. Oh, you have lived in desolation here, unseen, unvisited, much to our shame. Not so, my lord, it is not so, I swear. We have had pastimes here and pleasant game. A mess of Russians left us but of late. How, madam, Russians? I, in truth, my lord, trim gallants full of courtship and of state. Madam, speak true. It is not so, my lord. Before, indeed, confronted were with foreign Russian habit. Here they stayed an hour and talked apace, and in that hour, my lord, they did not bless us with one happy word. I dare not call them fools, but this I think, when they are thirsty, fools would fain have drink. Your capacity is of that nature that to your huge store wise things seem foolish and rich things seem poor. This proves you wise and rich, for in my eye... I am a fool and fool of poverty. But that you take what doth to you belong, if were a fault to snatch words from my tongue. Oh, I am yours and all that I possess. All the fool mine? I cannot give you less. Which of the wizards was it that you wore? Uh, where? When? What, what wizard? Why, why demand you this? There. Then, that wizard, that superfluous case that hid the worse and showed the better face. We were described. They'll mock us now downright. Let us confess and turn it to a jest. Amazed, my lord. Why looks your highness sad? Help! Hold his brows, he'll swoon. Why look you pale? See, Silk, I think, coming from Muscovy. Thus, for the stars down, plagues or perjury. Can any face of brass hold longer out? Here stand I, lady. Dart thy skill at me. Bruise me with score. Confound me with a flout. Thrust thy sharp wit quite through my ignorance. Oh, cut me to pieces with, with thy keen conceit, and I will wish thee never more to dance. Oh, nor never more in Russian habit wait. Oh, never will I trust to speech's pen, nor to the motion of a schoolboy's tongue, nor never come in visit to my friend, nor woo in rhyme like a blind harper song. Taffeta phrases, silken terms precise, three piled hyperbole, spruce affectation, figures pedantical. These summer flies have blown me full, full of maggot ostentation, and to begin went so, God help me, law. My love to thee is sound, sans cracker flaw. Oh, sans, sans, I pray you. Yet I have a trick of the old rage. Bear with me, I am sick. I'll leave it by degree. Soft, let us see. Uh, right, Lord, have mercy on us on those three. They are infected in their hearts, it lies. They have the plague and caught it of your eyes. These lords are visited. You're not free for the Lord's tokens on you, do I see. No, they are free that gave these tokens to us. Our estates are forfeit. Seek not to undo us. It is not so, for how can this be true, that you stand forfeit, being those that sue? Peace, for I will not have to do with you. Nor shall not, if I do as I intend. Speak for yourselves. My wit is at an end. Teach us, sweet madam, for our rude transgression, some fair excuse. The fairest is confession. 
Were not you here, but even now, disguised? Madam, I was. And were you well advised? I was, fair madam. When you then were here, what did you whisper in your lady's ear? That more than all the world, I did respect her. When she shall challenge this, you will reject her. Upon mine honor, no. Peace, peace, forbear. Your oath once broke, you force not to forswear. Despise me when I break this oath of mine. I will and therefore keep it. Rosaline. What did the Russian whisper in your ear? Madam, he swore that he did hold me dear as precious eyesight, and did value me above this world, adding thereto, moreover, that he would wed me or else die my lover. God give thee joy of him! The noble lord most honorably doth uphold his word. What mean you, madam? By my life, my troth, I never swore this lady such an oath. By heaven you did! And to confirm it plain, you gave me this. <laughs> but take it, sir, again. My faith, and this the princess I did give. I knew her by this jewel on her sleeve. Pardon me, sir, this jewel did she wear? And Lord Baroon, I thank him as my dear. What, will you have me or your pearl again? Neither of either. I remit both twain. I see the trick on it. Here was a consent knowing afterhand of our merriment to dash it like a Christmas comedy. Some carry tale, some please man, some slight zany, some mumble news, oh, 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 some trench knight, some dick that smiles his cheek in years and knows, knows the trick to make my lady laugh when she's disposed. Told our intents before which once disclosed, the ladies did change favors. And then we, following the signs, wooed but the sign of she. Now, to our perjury, to add more terror, we, we again are forsworn in will and error. Full merrily hath this brave managed, this career been run. Oh, lo, he is tilting straight. Peace, I have done. Oh, welcome, pure wit. Thou partest the fair fray. <laughs> oh, Lord, sir, they would know whether the three worthies shall come in or no. What, are there but three? No, sir, but it is a, a very fine. For everyone, percents three. And three times thrice is nine. Not so, sir. Under correction, sir. I hope it is not so. You cannot beg us, sir. I assure you, sir, we know what we know. I hope, sir. Three times thrice, sir. It's not nine. Under correction, sir. We know where until it doth amount. Oh, by Jove, I always took three threes for nine. Oh, Lord, sir. It were pity you should get your living by reckoning, sir. How much is it? Oh, Lord. Sir, the parties themselves, the actors, sir, will show where until it doth amount. For mine own part, I am, as they say, but to perfect one man in one poor man. Pompeon the Great, sir. Art thou one of the worthies? It pleased them to think me worthy of Pompey the Great. For mine own part, I know not the degree of the worthy, but I am to stand for him. Go, bid them, prepare. We will turn it finally off, sir. We will take some care. Baroon, they will shame us. Let them not approach. We are shame-proof, my lord, and tis some policy to have one show worse than the king's and his company. I say they shall not come. Nay, my good lord, let me o'errule you now. That sport best pleases that doth at least know how, where zeal strives to content and the contents dies in the zeal of that which it presents. Their form, confounded, makes most form in mirth, when great things laboring perish in their birth. A right description of our sport, my lord. Anointed, I implore so much expense of thy royal sweet breath as I utter a brace of words. Doth this man serve God? Why ask you? He speaks not like a man of God his making. Here is like to be a good presence of worthies. He presents Hector of Troy, the swain Pompey the Great, the parished curate Alexander, Armado's page Hercules, the pennant Judas Maccabeus, and if these four worthies in their first show thrive, these four will change habits and present the other five. <coughs> By Pompey am! <laughs> you lie, you are not he! With leopard's head on knee. Well said, old mocker. I must needs be friends with thee. By Pompeium, surname the big. The great. Oh, it is great, sir. Proclaimed the great. That often filled with pageant shield did make my bow to sweat. And evening along this coast I hear and come by chance. And lay my arms before the legs of this sweet lass of France.
glass of red. Great thanks, great Pompey. Tis not so much worth, but I hope I was perfect. I made a little fault in Greek. <laughs> My hat to a halfpenny. Pompey proves the best worthy. But in the world I lived, I was the world's commander. But east, west, north, and south, I spread my conquering mind. My scotch in plain declared that I am Your nose says no, you are not, for it stands to right. Your snow smells no in this, the most tender smelling night. The conqueror is dismayed. Proceed, good Alexander. When in the world I lived. Most true, tis right, you were so, Alexander. Pompey the Great. Your servant and coster. Take away the conqueror, take away Alexander. Oh, sir, you have overthrown Alexander the conqueror. You will be scraped out of the painted cloth for this. A conqueror and a feared to speak? Run away for shame, Alexander. There, and shall please you a foolish mild man, an honest man. Look you, and soon that. He is a marvelous good neighbor, faith, and a very good bowler. But for Alexander... Alas, you see how it is, a little overparted. But there are worthies a-coming who speak their mind in some other sort. Stand aside, good Pompey. Great Hercules is presented by this imp whose club killed Cerberus. That three-headed Canis, and when he was a babe, a child. And sure, thus did he strangle serpents in his madness. Some state in thy exit and vanish. Judas, I am. A Judas? Not Iscariot, sir. Judas, I am. Eclipsed Maccabeus. Judas Maccabeus clipped is plain Judas. A kissing traitor. <laughs> How art thou proved, Judas? Judas, I am. The more shame for you, Judas. What mean you, sir? To make Judas hang himself. Begin, sir, you are my elder. Well, follow Judas. Judas was hanged on an elder. I will not be put out of countenance. Because thou hast no face. <laughs> what is this? A citron head. The head of a bodkin. The face of an old Roman coin. Scarce And now forward, for we have put thee in countenance. You have put me out of countenance. False. We have given thee faces. But you have outfaced them all. And thou wert a lion, we would do so. Therefore, as he is an ass, let him go. And so adieu, sweet Jude. Nay, why dost thou stay? For the latter end of his name. For the ass to the Jude, give it to him. Jude ass, away! <laughs> this is not generous, not gentle, not humble. A light for Monsieur Jude ass. It grows dark, he may stumble. Alas, poor Maccabeus, how he hath been baited. Oh, hide thy head, Achilles, here comes Hector in arms. <laughs> but is this Hector? I think Hector was not so clean-timbered. His leg is too big for Hector's. Or calf, certain. No, he is best endued in the small. This cannot be Hector. He's a god or a painter, for he makes faces. <laughs> the omnipotent Mars Lances the almighty Gave Hector a gift. A gilt nutmeg. A lemon. Stuck with clove. No, cloven. <laughs> Peace. The omnipotent Mars. Lances the almighty. Gave Hector a gift. The heir of Ilion. A That flower. That mint. That columbine. The sweet Lord Longerville, ring thy tongue! I must rather give it the rain, for it runs against Hector. Aye, and Hector's a greyhound. The sweet war man is dead and rotten, sweet chucks. Beat not the bones of the buried. When he breathed, he was a man. But I will forward with my device. 
Sweet royalty, bestow on me the sense of hearing. Speak, brave Hector. We are much delighted. I do adore thy sweet grace's slipper. Who loves her by the foot? He may not by the yard. God save you, madam. Welcome, Arcade, but that thou interruptest our merriment. I'm sorry, madam, for the news I bring is heavy in my tongue. The king, your father... Dead for my life. Even so, my tale is told. Worthies, away! How fares your majesty? Boyer, prepare. I will away tonight. Madam, not so. I do beseech you. Stay. Prepare, I say. I thank you, gracious lords, for all your fair endeavors and entreat out of a new sad soul that you vouchsafe in your rich wisdom to excuse or hide the liberal opposition of our spirits. If overboldly we have borne ourselves in the converse of breath, your gentleness was guilty of it. Farewell, worthy lord. A heavy heart bears not a humble tongue. Excuse me so, coming to you short of thanks for my great suit so easily obtained. The extreme parts of time extremely forms all causes to the purpose of his speed. And often at his very loose decides that which long process could not arbitrate. And though the morning brow of progeny forbid the smiling courtesy of love, the holy suit which fain it would convince, yet since love's argument was first on foot, I'll let not the cloud of sorrow jostle it, um, from what it purposed, since to wail friends lost is not by much so wholesome profitable as to rejoice at friends but newly found. I understand you not. My griefs are double. Honest, plain words best pierce the ear of grief, and by these badges understand the king. For your fair sakes have we neglected time, played foul play with our oaths. Your beauty, ladies, have much deformed us, fashioning our humors even to the opposite end of our intents. And what in us hath seemed ridiculous, as love is full of unbefitting strains, all wanton as a child, skipping and in vain, formed by the eye and therefore like the eye, full of strange shapes, of habits and of forms, varying in subjects as the eye doth roll to every varied object in his glance, which party-coded presence of loose love put on by us. If in your heavenly eyes have misbecomed our oaths and gravities, those heavenly eyes that look into these faults suggested us to make. Therefore, ladies, our love being yours, the error that love makes is likewise yours. We to ourselves prove false by being once false forever to be true. To those that make us us both fair ladies, you, and even that falsehood in itself a sin, thus purifies itself and turns to grace. We have received your letters full of love, your favors the ambassadors of love, and in our maiden council rated them, at courtship, pleasant jest, and courtesy, as bombast and as lining to the time. But more devout than this in our respects have we not been, and therefore met your loves in their own fashion, like a merriment. Our letters, madam, showed much more than jest. So did our looks. We did not quote them, so. Now, at the latest minute of the hour, grant us your loves. A time, methinks, too short to make a world without end bargaining. No, no, my lord, your grace is perjured much, full of dear guiltiness, and therefore this. If for my love, as there is no such cause, you will do aught, this you shall do for me. Your oath I will not trust, but go with speed to some forlorn and naked hermitage, remote from all the pleasures of the world. There, stay until the twelve celestial signs have brought about the annual reckoning. If this austere, insociable life change not your offer made in heat of blood, if frosts and fasts, hard lodging and thin weeds nip not the gaudy blossoms of your love, but that it bear this trial and last love, then at the expiration of the year, come challenge me challenge me by these deserts and by this virgin palm now kissing thine i will be thine and till that instant shut my willful self up in a morning house raining the tears of lamentation for the remembrance of my father's death if this thou do deny let our hands part neither entitled in the other's heart if this were more than this i would deny to flatter up these powers of mine with rest the sudden hand of death close up mine eye. Hence, hermit, then, my heart is in thy breast. But what to me, my love, but what to me? A wife? A beard, fair health, and honesty. With threefold love I wish you all these three. Oh, shall I say I thank you, gentle wife? Not so, my lord. 
A twelve-month and a day I'll mark no words that smooth-faced wooers say. Come when the king doth to my lady come. Then, if I have much love, I'll give you some. I'll serve thee true and faithfully till then. Yet swear not, lest you be forsworn again. What says, Maria? At the twelve months' end, I'll change my black gown for a faithful friend. Well, I'll stay with patience, but the time is long. Alike are you, few taller are so young. Studies, my lady? Mistress, look on me. Behold the window of my heart, my eye. What humble suits attends thy answer there? Impose some service on me for thy love. Oft have I heard of you, my lord Baroon, before I saw you. And the world's large tongue proclaims you for a man replete with mocks, full of comparisons and wounding flouts, which you on all estates will execute that lie within the mercy of your wit. To weed this wormwood from your fruitful brain, and therewithal to win me, if you please, without the which I am not to be won, you shall this twelfth-month term from day to day visit the speechless sick, and still converse with groaning wretches, and your task shall be, with all the fierce endeavor of your wit, to enforce the pain and impotent to smile. To move? Wild laughter in the throat of death? It, it cannot be. It is impossible. Mirth cannot move a soul in agony. Why, that's the way to choke a giving spirit whose influence is begot of that loose grace which shallow laughing hearers give to fools. Just prosperity lies in the ear of him that hears it never in the tongue of him that makes it, then if sickly ears, deafened with the clamors of their own dear groans, will hear your idle scorns, continue then, and I will have you in that fault withal. But if they will not, throw away that spirit, and I shall find you empty of that fault, right joyful of your reformation. Twelve month? Well, befall what will befall. I'll just a twelve month in a hospital. I sweet my lord, and so I take my leave. No, madam, we will bring you on your way. Our wooing doth not end like an old play. Jack hath not Jill. These ladies' courtesy might well have made our sport a comedy. Come, sir, it wants a twelfth month and a day, and then twill end. Oh, that's too long for a play. One daisy's pied, and violets blue, and lady smocks all silver white, and cuckoo birds of yellow hue. To paint the meadows with delight The cuckoo then On every tree mocks married men For thus sings he Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo For word of fear Unpleasing to a married ear Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo For word of fear Unpleasing to a married When icicles hang by the wall And Dick the shepherd blows his nail And Tom bears logs into the hall And milk comes frozen home in pail When blood is nipped and ways be foul, the nightly sing the staring owl to wit, to who a merry note while greasy Joan doth keel the pot to wit, to who a merry note while greasy Joan doth keel the pot. When shepherds pipe. On oaten straws, and merry larks are plowmen's clocks when turtles tread in rooks and daws, and maidens bleach their summer smocks. The cuckoo then on every tree mocks merry men, for thus sings he Cuckoo, 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 a word of fear, unpleasing to a married ear. Cuckoo, 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 a word of fear. Pleasing to a married ear. Cuckoo, 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 do it to a merry note, a word of fear. Cuckoo, 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 do 
To a man. 